in a way, I think Detroit is basically the future of America or even the West, you know, because why? Because Detroit was once a mega city, uh, it, titan of industry. You know, at one point it had like, you know, 1.5 million people. It was the automotive center of the world and all this stuff, a whole bunch of jobs. And then all of a sudden, this is during the 60s, it just went to shit, right? People started moving out, abandoning the place. The place just became violent and destructive, right? But from those ashes, you know, you get Detroit now, which may not seem which may not seem great, but you know what's great? Unlimited housing, no traffic, you know, chill, you know, whatever. So what I think is, I think the future of America is going to be like that. Eventually, people are going to be like, yo, fuck this place. Why should we live like, you know, there's so much chaotic going on. Let's get the fuck out of here. And the people that remain, the people that remain, will reap the benefits because there's now less of them to deal with. And I think that's the key is that at the end of the day, hopefully everything crashes, maybe even a nuclear war and a lot of people disappear. But if you survive, you'll reap the benefits of living in a, in Detroit. <laughs> so Detroit is the future. Okay? Prepare for it and have fun. Welcome to the best things in life podcast with Kevin Hamoki. And welcome to another episode of the Best Things in Life podcast with me, Kevin Amoki. Uh, this is my podcast. If this is your first time listening to the pod, the way this podcast works is that I determine the best thing in any given subject. Today, I'm talking about the best thing from Detroit, from the city of brotherly. Nope, that's Philadelphia. Um you know, but tomorrow I could be talking about Philadelphia, the best thing from Philadelphia. But that's how this works. I pick a random subject, kind of do a little bit of research. I was recently in Detroit, so now I have a little bit of things to say about it. You know, that's that's how it works. Uh, also, I'm recording this from my car as usual, um, but I'm also late. I'm late on a lot of things uh, because of I went away for a couple of days and because of a whole bunch of shit. Um, I'm late on the pod. Normally, I like to release the pods every other Monday. I'm actually recording this on Monday. Uh, so it's going to be coming in out on Tuesday. And why? Because my life is hectic. And um, uh, I'm actually currently reading a book by Jocko Willick. Willick? It's called Extreme Ownership. And at the end of the day, I take full, I take full responsibility. And I normally like to blame others and other things and other 
unforeseeable factors. But I take full responsibility for everything, for this fucking mess, you know? And I'm not just talking about the podcast in general. I mean, you know, I've been doing the pod now for almost, it's come, I think March is going to be three years or whatever, but I've been doing it for a while now. And you would think I would learn to prepare for stuff like going away or like, you know, don't leave, not leaving things till the last moment. But do I learn? No, because. (laughs) And I see this, I'm trying to make another excuse. But there's no excuse, you know, uh, fucking. But dude, man, I mean, a lot of shit's just like, I don't know, man, these little things that are annoying, like the fact that I got to go. I have to go to work early today because of without getting to the details. There's like I got to do like certification stuff. And, the, you know, I'm normally a late guy. I normally leave myself a nice window so that I can do a pod and do shit during the day. But today of all days, uh, things get scheduled. So doing all that um yeah i mean other than that fucking my other glasses i normally so i wear glasses because it helps me think um but my other aviators my ray-bans which i've had for five years one of the fucking nose brims broke off so i couldn't wear those and then these ones these are my backup aviators because i'm always prepared not really but uh these things are missing the fucking earpieces. So now it's like cold steel on my ears. But, you know, we're at the end of the day, at the end of the day, just like this podcast says, I'm making the best of things. I'm trying, I'm trying to surround myself with, with, with the best things, do the best things, see the best things, eat the best things, you know, as best as I can. Right. And listen, I was recently in Detroit. It was my first vacation, so to say. I was there only for like a day or so. But it was my first trip, you know, to 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 the states since this whole pandy wandy thing happened. Um, by the way, really easy to get by the border. Like I went at like eleven o'clock at night because you know I'm a late guy, and there was like a hot chick, and she's like, "Ooh, nice car." Well, she looked at the car. She didn't say it, but I knew in her mind. <laughs> I assumed, I assumed she was interested in the car. Um, but yeah, I, I went to Detroit. And listen, guys. You know we're in hard economic times when my first vacation out of the gate is Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) Right. But I got a lot of things to say about Detroit. Um, A lot of things to say about Detroit. It's a interesting city, interesting city, you know, located on the Great Lakes, you know, about four hours away from Toronto, where I'm where I'm based out of. Um, But yeah, a freaking. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. Things, things are just the, the, everything. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, guys. I mean, I know I know fall. We're in the deep depths of fall. Winter is just around the corner. I feel like and I you know end of the year. Right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I felt this year just went by f- way too fast. You know, I, 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 I can remember maybe a couple of highlights, but way too fast. Right. I didn't even. You know what? I didn't even get to ride my bike as much as here because I had carpal tunnel surgery and all that stuff. And I didn't even go. I didn't. I got sick. I got COVID. So I didn't even get to do vacation shit until now. Detroit. Right. So fuck this year, bro. Fuck this year. But yeah, freaking. Uh, I think this pod is also going to be a little shorter because I'm tight on time and 
you know what? That, I feel like that's where I, I either operate the best or the worst when when it's crunch time. Like I even going back to like school days, like when I had to do homework or like I had some important shit to do. Did I do it? You know, to prepare for the next day so I could. No, I always left things to the last moment. I always felt like. I always felt like I wanted to live in Mission Impossible by leaving things till the last moment where people doubted that it could be done and that, you know, whatever or or, or whatever. So that, that that I could, you know, just fucking crunch time. Right. Put my body through that fucking stress. Not great when you have, you know, heart issues. But what I'm saying is I I. I I, I get it. I excite myself. I get excited. Like I don't like doing mundane shit. I don't. I fucking hate the dishes. I hate dishes. I can't even see it with my braces right now. Dishes. I hate to doing the dishes, right? Because it's such a mundane activity. But do I like cooking? Yeah, because it's fucking exciting. Do I like cooking last moment? You know, when I got to be out the door in like five minutes? Of course, because I can create amazing co- co- concoctions, right? You know, but anyways, yeah, that 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 that's basically where I'm at right now. Shit's just kind of like I'm squeezing things out last moment. Uh, really, you know, and I'm with the podcast again. I'm trying to bring it to a weekly, but dude, guys, if, if I'm, I mean, just, 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 I don't know. You know what it is too. My work has been getting to me. I just feel like this whole idea of working. And to make good money, I'm not going to complain. I I do I do all right, right? I know I've I've been watching these videos online right now about like uh these guys going on dates and then girls asking about how much do you make a year, and then you know some of the guys obviously are like, well obviously that's a red flag, but there's the guys that are like, oh you know you know I'm I'm just working on, nah fuck that just just say how much you make, and if that girl can't deal with it, get out of there, cut it out, you know, in a way in a way. If a girl asks, if, if if anybody asks you how much you make on the on on a date on a first date or whatever, that's good. That's perfect. That's the best. Why? Because immediately you know they're interested in that, and that's important to them. And if they can't cut it with with how much you're making, like, dude, some of these fucking whores, no, I'm just, some of these ladies, right? Where they expect a the guy to make like a hundred. I even seen someone say like 250K a year. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on. Hold on. How much do you make? Now, if you're an OnlyFans model and you're making a million dollars a year from, you know, doing whatever you do on OnlyFans and you expect your guy to be like, you know, up there too. Sure. But if you're one of these ratchet whores, okay? And I mean that in the most respectful way. But if you're... If you're a ratchet downtown shorty whore and 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 you're making under 10 grand uh, like I don't know what I, I I don't even know what minimum like whatever below minimum wages right and you expect your mans to fucking make 200k who do you think you are who do you think you are right you think your coochie is that fire? You think your coochie can sustain a 200K a man? 200K a year man? So, anyways, what I'm saying is, 
with my job, bringing it back to me, guys, with my job, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm okay with the money, but I am not okay with this whole work, work, eat, sleep, like this whole fucking mundane bullshit, right? I don't mind. I like a paycheck. I like money. I like doing things with money, right? But I'm also, because I'm living in Toronto, and I don't know, I, I, I feel most people that are living here, or most people in the world right now because of the economics, I feel it's like, like I felt like back in the day, we're talking way back in the day, maybe 50s to the 80s, that period. I could make money, have a two-car two garage, family, kids, all that shit, maybe six weeks vacation. Fuck it. Why not? But now I'm making a so, so-called so decent paycheck, but I, I can't even, I, I have to go to Detroit for vacations, okay? That's what kind of fucking economics I'm dealing, we're dealing with, okay? So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 I like, dude, I sometimes daydream of just like, cause I got no debts. I got a bit of savings. I got emergency shit. Like, I've been working on my funds, right? And, you know, I'm also looking at house, but a part of me fucking daydreams of just fucking, you know, I think I'm getting a bigger car, something that I could sleep in, right? I might do a pot on that, best car to sleep in. But just getting a fucking car, right? Canceling all these little, you know, memberships and things that, like, you know, that I have to pay monthly, you know, maybe just live off, you know, do a pay-as-you-go phone and just fucking... Just fucking roam this this world. You know, me, my car, I'll do a podcast or whatever. I, well, I probably do more podcasting, right, from my car and sleep from my car or whatever. But maybe from time to time, checking at a cheap hotel. I, 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 I love hotels. You know, I, I, when I was in Detroit, I stayed at the Greek Casino. I'll tell you guys about that later. Um, you know, just fucking leave it all and just... I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to find a way. Cause look, I don't want to be homeless. I'm going to be completely honest. I couldn't cut it. I'd probably start killing people. Um, but if I could somehow line up a way to just fucking leave it all and like live out of my, not, I, I've looked at those like car, those, those van houses, dude, they're still like 80, 90 K for some shit like that. Once you get it all done up. So I'm like, yeah, no, but I like the idea of just going from town to town the vagabond life, town to town, seeing new things, right? You know, living off the land, if that's even possible, right? You know, <sighs> fuck, it's, it's way better than this nine to five bullshit. It's way better. And I'm working on that. So stay tuned. You know, I could, I, or, or I'll just be homeless. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. You know, maybe I'll go to Detroit because I, I, there's, there's homes that are fucking dirt cheap there. You know, it's pretty ratchet, but yeah, guys, uh, th that's where that that's the mental state that I'm in right now, you know, uh, kind of on the edge, but kind of also fucking, you know, going, going, going with the grind. Right. And, it's, you know, especially with the, with how the world is, you know, COVID still kind of, uh, I've been getting these texts from, well, not these texts, but Twitter and all this about these, bi there's now something called a bivalent. Like, what the fuck is that? A bivalent? Is that even a fucking word? A bivalent Omicron? Like, what the fuck? They're still trying to milk that whole situation, the whole COVID thing, right? And then you got, obviously, nuclear war, right? 
you know, cause, cause we can't deal with, you know, that we also have to have this on top, which is annoying as fuck, you know? And do I have a go out? Do I have a bug out bag? Yes. Do I have shit? You know, do I have ammunition? Do I have shit ready to go? Of course I do. But am I ready for a nuclear holocaust? No, that's the one thing I'm not ready for, you know? So, I mean, yeah, fuck, fuck. And then the economy, which, to be honest, I don't really, like, I don't really care about because if you've, if you've known, if you follow economics and you, and you do the research and you read all the books, which I have, you notice every decade or so, maybe a little bit more, there's ups and downs, waves. Things crash so that new things can come up, right? So we're obviously in a crashing phase right now. So if you're smart, if you guys have a little extra cash or if you if you are, now's the time to get into those things because they're cheaper, right? And they will climb up. Who knows when, but they will, right? Unless we get nuked, you know? So that's why I don't care about that shit. But anyways, guys, that's where I'm at. Uh, that's that's I, I feel like I'm agitated. I'm definitely agitated, <laughs> you know, but I did have a good vacation. I went to Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I did a whole bunch of shit. I, I stayed at the, uh, uh, was it the, yeah, the Hollywood in Greek town, Hollywood casino. Right. I got, the reason why I did that place is because uh, I also got, uh, so I got, I got points. I basically like, I have a whole bunch of Expedia points because I got the TD first class travel. And I, I got the hotel on points. Didn't even have to pay for the hotel. You know, it's nice. It's nice because that's how I like it. Um, so I stayed at the Greek or the Hollywood Greek Casino. Um, did that, and then uh, yeah, where, where is the, what else did I do? And then oh yeah, we, we eventually you know toured the city, walked about, did all that. Said drove around, had some mom spaghetti by Eminem. He has his own little restaurant. Ate in an alleyway. Saw a guy. Um, piss you know what i noticed guys no matter what city you go metropolitan city go when there there's like that there's always going to be an interaction between crazy homeless people and you know whatever right so uh, what just be smart about it keep your distance don't really get into it you know and you'll be fine most of the time these you got a lot of people are sometimes like oh my god man homeless people the crazies they're crazy look 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 most of the time, these crazy homeless people, you got to realize uh, they're they've they've been let out on the streets because they're a minimal, minimal risk to society. Police wouldn't like arrest a guy and then be like, oh, yeah, this guy's going around stabbing people. Yeah, let's let him back out. Most of the times, like these guys are just verbally. Maybe they try to do dumb shit most of the time. Right. But still keep your distance. Right. So anyways, did that. Went went around, checked out the sites, dude. Man, Detroit is like a is a pretty sick. Like you could tell it's a, it's a sports town because you got like the the Little Caesars Arena, you got the Ford uh, fuck was it the football stadium, Ford Field I believe, and then you got the Tiger State uh, the Commercial Park or whatever, right? So and they're all within walking distance within the downtown location. So yeah, man, if you're if if you're into sports. Whether it's hockey, whether it's baseball or football, Detroit, Detroit is a. Do they win a lot? Not too often. I mean, the Red Wings, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, the Red Wings, you know. 
Um, yeah, and then so I did that for 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 the night, and then the next following day went to the casino in the morning, and listen, man, gambling at like ten a.m. You know, you you know that's where the sickos are, right? So I went to the casino, right? And as you guys know, if you've listened to the last part about casinos, I'm a blackjack man, right? So we're going around looking for blackjack blackjack tables. Not too many, unless it's like those high paying, like hundred dollar bet ones, which I'm like, yeah, I'm too expensive for my blood. And then I, I eventually ended up doing a video video blackjack. Now here's the thing: I play uh, what they call. Uh, Basically, if you play the rules, there's like, the, and you can get it online, but it's it's like the rules of blackjack. If you play it, like, say, like, you know, if this person shows this card, you should always hit with this card, right? There's there's certain, like, you know, 16, you always got to hit because if the guy's showing a thing, he'll most likely. Anyways, there's a whole bunch of rules. I, I don't even know the name of it, what I'm saying right now, but I, I played it, right? So I went in with 40, right? And I was climbing, climbing, climbing. And then. I got myself up to about $89. So I doubled, right? I doubled. Now, one of my weaknesses is I don't know when to walk away, right? I'm like, I want to see that hundred, right? So I started betting more aggressively and I started losing more aggressively. Eventually, I lost it all. And eventually, I put $20 more in. So we're now down 60, guys. Let's do the math. I'm down 60. But with that extra 20 that I put in, I climbed back up and got 60. So what I'm saying is, and this was maybe about an hour. What I'm saying is I spent an hour or so making nothing. But no, no, no. Let me let me, let me finish that story, because what happened was I ended up going to uh, the there was like this Asian woman at, at a roulette table, never played roulette before. was like, let's fucking let's let's go. Let's do let's live by my words when I say put it all on black. So I go there and I think it's ten dollar buy or ten dollar bets. Right. So I, I get like I, think I get like 30 bucks, 40 bucks or something like that. Put my first bet on black. Miss put my second bet on black because I'm like, there's no way that it's not going to land on black twice. Lost my bet, you know. And then I'm like, okay, let's, my last, I think I have 20 bucks left, my last 20, half on black, because how the hell can you miss black three times? And then I also put it on, I believe, evens or odds, one one, one of the odds or whatever, right? It missed, it missed black again, but I won the bet on, uh, on, uh, on even, right? And so we're there at the table. And now at this time, at this time, because I was also there with my cousin, and he and 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 he, you know, he did a couple of betting. So now at this time, we're like, okay, okay fuck, like I'm I'm still losing money. I'm, this is not my game. All of a sudden, this old guy comes. He starts playing the board, putting numbers all over, right? And I'm like, okay, this is this is interesting. And we're about to learn from an old guy, you know. And then this fucking player, you could tell this guy. This guy was like drinking his coffee at eleven. This guy comes in with two grand worth of chips right and he lays it down all that stuff and i'm like oh oh shit and then all of a sudden the pit boss comes over and he's like okay uh, we're gonna be raising the bets to 15 i'm like uh, get me out of here get me out of here I'm, I'm not ready for 15 dollar bets i'm already down right 
So I make one last bet. I lose. And then I dip the fuck out. So what I'm saying is I ultimately lost because I just, I, 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 I yeah, I, I, I was reckless or not reckless. I was just, ah, whatever, man. But, but there's no, but <laughs> so yeah, I, I lost that bet. Uh, anyways, later on, went to a breakfast joint, had some good. Oh, where did we go? Uh, what's that old Bob Evans? I never been was like, I know there was a Denny's across the street, but I was like, never been to a Bob Evans. Bob Evans is basically think of it as like a Denny's, but for older people. That's the best way I can explain it. So I don't know. We got the senior, got some gravy and biscuits and all that shit. Uh, and then finally went on a trip. Uh, drove around the city, checked out a whole bunch of sites. Uh, I went to the Ford Museum. And then we went on the Ford tour, which actually brings you to the. Honestly, if you guys are going to Detroit, that may be one of the funner things, fun things to do, because uh, it's 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 an actual like there, there's it, you go to the Museum of Innovation. It's it's everything. They got cars, uh, technology, uh everything you name it's like a huge museum like we're talking a football stadium full of like just locomotion locomotives uh racing simulators or even videos all this stuff and then they take you a bus maybe about you know 20 minutes away to the actual ford plant uh where they were in in dearborn right and uh dude it's pre- pretty sick they got like this uh this this like intro about like henry ford which honestly felt like a captain america movie and then they they took you into like you know how they're now revolutionizing you know making the ford electric vehicle and there's like these robot arms it it's sick okay right and as a as a ford fan i got wet so i did that and then yeah we, we ate at a whole bunch of places buddy's pizza who who makes the best uh, detroit style pizza which we'll talk about later Right. So, yeah, I got I got a really good. And then we drove around, went to Motown, all the all this bunch of stuff. And overall, I mean, OK, if I just my overall viewpoint on Detroit is that Detroit is. A very right now, as it stands, is a very rough shell of a city. What I'm saying is from the outside, it looks fucking rough, right? worn down buildings a little bit of sketch like you get you definitely get a sketch vibe just driving throughout you know we drove near eight we didn't i think we got to seven we never actually made it all the way to eight mile but we drove around just you know driving through the city by the way amazing fucking traffic there's no traffic you know because the city was was designed for like 1.5 million and now it's 600,000 beautiful traffic you know so but the, the the city the city is like a the city is like a a really rough damaged shell. But if you go into it, if you get inside of Detroit, she will show you wonders. Right? There's actually like, dude, like I remember we went to Buddy's Pizza, and the outside looked like the most sketch. Like this is a place where like you probably get shot in the parking lot, right? But you go inside, nice restaurant, great service. I mean, I sat down and I ordered uh, iced tea. And if you know, guys don't know, but in America, iced tea isn't sweet. It's just cold tea, which I actually like, which I actually like because I could drink it like water and a whole bunch. And dude, this waitress was on top. You know, she I would drink the sweet tea, chug down a cup 
And before it even before it even touched the ground, she'd come in with another full cup. Right. And she kept on doing this. There was even a point where I was like, I'm about to finish. And she came in like quick, you know. So did I tip her 20? Hell yeah. Because she deserved it. You know, when you when you hustle like that or when you keep on top of things. Right. You, you, you get what you, you should. You should tip those people. Those people are keep are keeping an eye out for you. Right. So, yeah, man, Detroit, a rough exterior, but inside you'll find some really sweet places, really sweet, great foods, a good food city, uh, fun city. Um, maybe not, I personally don't think I would do things at nighttime. Maybe gets a little sketch, but I don't know. Overall, I felt like it was just a sketch vibe. But I think I think, you know what, if you're from Detroit, that's why people that are from Detroit that are, you know, home, you know, and choose to decide. Cause they know, they know. Like, listen, then Detroit has that like bond of like, listen, man. We, if we stick it out, we're here for life, and we're gonna make the best of it, you know. So I fucking respect that, you know. In a way, in a way, I think Detroit is basically the future of America, or even the West, you know. Because why? Because Detroit was once a mega city, uh, it, titan of industry. You know, at one point it had like you know 1.5 million people. It was the automotive center of the world, and all this stuff, a whole bunch of jobs. And then all of a sudden, this is during the 60s, it just went to shit. Right? People started moving out, abandoning the place. The place just became violent and destructive. Right? But from those ashes, you know, you get Detroit now, which may not seem which may not seem great, but you know what's great? Unlimited housing, no traffic, you know, chill, you know, whatever. So what I think is, I think the future of America is going to be like that. Eventually, people are going to be like, yo, fuck this place. Why should we live like, you know, there's so much chaotic going on. Let's get the fuck out of here. And the people that remain, the people that remain, will reap the benefits because there's now less of them to deal with. And I think that's the key is that at the end of the day, hopefully everything crashes, maybe even a nuclear war and a lot of people disappear. But if you survive, you'll reap the benefits of living in a, in Detroit. (laughs) So Detroit is the future. Okay? Prepare for it and have fun. So anyways, guys, let's get into actual the best things of Detroit. I got to pump these out quick. I only think I have about 7 of them. Again, not so much about Detroit. Uh let's get into them. Uh the way I'm going to be going about it, no particular order, just things that I know f- are from Detroit, people that are from Detroit, things that are from Detroit or that Detroit is known for. And I'll give you a uh, a bit of a rundown. So let's get into it. The first thing I'm going to talk about, and it's obviously the, the thing that Detroit is known for. I'm talking about Motor City or the automotive industry. Motor City, Detroit. Uh, Detroit obviously is best known as the center of the U.S. automobile automobile industry and the big three auto manufacturers. For those that don't know, the big three are General Motors, Ford, whoop, whoop. And uh, I believe it's Stellantis North America, 
AKA Chrysler, you know? Uh, now when I was in Detroit and I was at the Ford, uh, uh, plant in Dearborn, amazing compound, uh, we, we were on a tour and we went to this deck or whatever. And they were like, if you look over there, like, cause in Dearborn, that's where the Ford, uh, headquarters are. And then I think in Detroit city, downtown, that's where the GM building is. And then I believe across, like she pointed across maybe another 30 kilometers away. It was, uh, the Chrysler building and they were all kind of like these tall buildings. And part of me was like, at one point in time, you had the heads of these, these, the Titans, of these of the automotive industry with these three buildings just overlooking at each other competing you know you know little did they know that they would soon be destroyed by japanese vehicles and other things um but yeah uh the mo- uh, basically i mean early, like early on with henry ford starting it you know uh setting up the, the automotive industry uh you know especially uh he, he created the uh, assembly line, you know, which revolutionized everything right now. Now everything is mass produced in, in, in that way. Um, you know, the city boomed industry. I mean, at one point, uh, I think this. Yeah, like I said, the, the, the population was at uh, the peak of one point eight five million in the in, in the 50s, in the 1950s. Um, but what happened was in the 60s, 70s. Uh, high gas prices, basically like, you know, Ford, v- like American gas guzzlers were just not effective. So a lot of people switched over to like economic uh, Japanese vehicles and then, you know, union workers were pushed out. Uh, also, you had, you know, a bit of like uh, there there was tension between I think they called it the white flight where basically what happened was uh, a lot of a lot of people from Detroit, a lot of black people moved into Detroit, the city. And then a lot of white people moved out because they didn't want to be associated because of racism. Right. So there was the white plight and all that stuff. A lot of people moved out of the city. Uh, and, and you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, what do you call it? The city of Detroit had a population of six hundred and thirty nine thousand in twenty twenty. Right. So from one point eight five million in the 50s now today in, in the six hundreds. You could tell it. You could tell there, there. There's an energy like, uh, you know, we woke up at eight, eight o'clock in the morning, and we expected like, you know, morning traffic rush. Nope, clear and open roads, right? Now I like that, but for a booming economic city, it's not the greatest, right? You know, but they're slowly coming up. But dude, I mean, things like COVID and, you know, and then you know the the, the recession in 08. cities like that just keep on getting hit, but. The thing that I like is that they keep on trucking, right? So, yeah, the, the automotive industry definitely, I mean, really put Detroit on the map, especially in the 50s or prior to the 50s and 60s. And, and now it's a former shell of itself. But the automotive industry definitely made Detroit at, at one point. Detroit was de- like, listen, you could definitely say Detroit was up there with like New York, L.A., Chicago was in it is definitely in the running. You know, so Motor City. Uh, the next one on my list is Motown. Motown. Or for those Hitsville, USA. But Motown was basically in the 60s, you know, and 70s. Uh, a lot of great music came out of Detroit. You know, founded by Barry Gordy Jr. 
uh, Detroit was basically where all these artists would go, especially because you got to re- listen, man, black artist, re- like, listen, obviously you could say Elvis and all that stuff, but black music artists are basically black music artists is American music. Best way I could say is, is that every single music, you know, music thing that you listen to. Look, if you're a rock fan and, you know, there's white rockers and all that stuff. If you if you follow down the lineage, it will always become there was a black guy doing it, whether it's Bo Diddley or or, 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 or anybody like we're talking way back. You know, uh, Tootie Fruity, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Little Richie, Little Richard, Little Richie. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, Motown was definitely the heart and soul of listen, most music that you listen to today, you, if you trace the lineage, can all go back to Motown. You know, M- Michael Jackson did a stint in there. Ray Charles, I, I, I mean, James Brown, Aretha Franklin. There, there, there is a a, a crazy amount, all, 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 all connected. You know, but Motown really, really kind of brought it all together. It produced some of the best music of the '60s and '70s. And all that. Eventually, Motown did morph. You know, it's just like the music industry morphed as well. You know, I, I think I think it got connected a little bit with Def Jam because you know, m- you know, music started to go into the hip hop direction. But generally speaking, Motown is uh, the original uh, or the origins of American music, right? You know, because pr- prior to Motown, you obviously had like independent labels and all that stuff. And and I mean. I mean, you know, music from the 20s and 30s, I, I, I don't really know. But I would say, you know, after the war, you know, the four, the four in the 50s and 60s, things started to kind of, you know, I would say I would say I know there's obviously music that was that was before the 50s. But if I had to put the decade that kind of started like genres, like before it was like, you know, just random fucking whatever, you know, opera and old, old shit. But I would say from the fifties upward, you could you could definitely tell there was different. You know, Elvis was from the fifties, Little Richie, and all that stuff. And then the sixties, where things kind of got big and all that stuff, record labels, seventies disco, eighties obviously, you know, whatever, nineties grunge, and then so on and so on. But Motown definitely uh, one of the staples uh, of music, and yeah, that's what. That's a lot of soul comes from that, you know, so Motown. Uh, The next one on my list is. Is. A ginger ale. (laughs) I'm talking about Verner's Verner's ginger ale. Now, the thing is, as a Canadian, we have our own. It's called Canada Dry Canada Dry ginger ale. Is it better? You bet your sweet canadian acid is it's better i listen when i was in detroit i obviously had some verners i and i believe you can get verners in 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 canada as well but listen guys when you got a case of verners or a case of fucking uh canada dry canada dry wins baby canada it, it just has a little bit more kick to it not as sweet i find i find the verners is a little bit more sugary you know and all that stuff but yeah but when it comes to Detroit, uh, one of the origins is Verner's ginger ale. Uh, it is the oldest, actually, just a fun fact, Verner's is the oldest surviving American brand of ginger ale. It was first served in 18, 
1860. Oh, 1866 by James Verner, you know, a Detroit pharmacist, you know, I, I, I know Coca-Cola had like Coke in it. I wonder what, what kind of drugs Verner's originally had, you know, fascinated. If you know, let me know. But, uh, yeah, what's it called? Uh, yeah, what's it called? Uh, Verner's ginger ale. Uh, definitely. I mean, listen, you know, originated from Detroit, you know, having it with a slice of Detroit pizza is probably the most Detroit thing you can do. And did I do that? Hell yeah. You know, so yeah, Verner's ginger ale. Definitely. Uh, if you never, if you've never had ginger ale, I mean, I, I don't know how, why you wouldn't like it. Like it's, it's got a bit of kick, a little bit of sourness to it, but yeah, you should, you should definitely try it out. Try Verner's. And then if you want to take it to the next level, get yourself a can of Canada dry, you know? So Verner's ginger ale. Uh, the next one on my list is again, kind of sticking to the music genre, but uh, a music genre that originated from Detroit, you know, and, and I didn't know this. I'm personally, I'm like, whatever, but I just wanted to put it on the list just to kind of add it out there. I'm talking about techno music, you know, techno music. You know, the only thing, the only song when I think of techno is uh, the Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Dun, 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 dun. You know, but techno music actually, and listen, at the end of the day, you could you could see, you know, from techno to EDM to like, you know, party music that that people listen to now. But techno music uh, definitely originated from Detroit. Uh, the three individuals most closely associated with the birth of Detroit techno as a genre are Juan Atkins, Kevin Saunderson and Derek May, also known as the Belleville Three. Uh, the three who were high school friends from Belleville. Michigan created electronic music tracks in their basements. Derek May once described Detroit techno music as being a complete mistake, like George Clinton and Kraftwerk caught in an elevator, the only sequencer to keep them company, right? So basically, Detroit music, you know, uh, techno music, again, I, I don't know too much about the genre, but techno music is... Uh, a lot, you know, obviously using machines and all that shit, right? But if you are a fan of it and you want to know the genre, it's from Detroit, right? So techno music, you know. Uh, the next one on my list is a person. Now, when I was when I was trying to make a list of the most famous people or people from Detroit, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch, right? I could tell you guys. But I wanted to pick somebody that really reps the city hard because there's a lot of people that you know, are from Detroit, but they never really go back or they don't even live there anymore and all that stuff. But this guy is, you know, he, he actually goes back or I think he lives there too, but I'm talking about Eminem, AKA Marshall Bruce Mathers, the third born in uh, October, 1972. Um, if you don't know Eminem, one of the greatest rappers of all time, you know, you know, early two thousands, um, He's also has has a bunch of he has an Academy Award for Lose Yourself and he has about 15 Grammys. But the reason why, you know, I want I, 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 I in terms of people and why I chose him particularly was because he actually just like like how Drake is to, to, to Toronto. He is like that for Detroit, where he's from the city. He reps the city hard. He loves the city. He invests in the city. 
just like opening up his own restaurant, Mom Spaghetti, right? So, I mean, l- listen, man, I went down because I was like, hey, hey let's try Mom Spaghetti, right? So the fact I-, I respect it when people are from a place. Now, look, if you're from a major metropolitan, big whoop. But when you're from a place that, you know, maybe is a little bit, you know, hard, hard down luck, um, you know, to, to, to kind of like invest in it and get people to come to your city. I, I find it admirable. And I think no one really, no one else from Detroit does it as good as Eminem. So Eminem, definitely uh, a great thing from Detroit, rep in Detroit and all that, you know. The next, the next one on my list is the best sports team out of Detroit, in my opinion. I am personally a fan of them. I was, uh, uh, you know, back in the day, I, I, I rocked an Iserman jersey, so that's going to give it away. I'm talking about the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings. Uh, for those that don't know, they're one of the original six of the league, founded in 1926. The team was known as the Detroit Cougars until 1930. And then for the 1930 to 31 and 31 to 32 seasons, they were named the Detroit Falcons before changing their name to the Red Wings in 1932. You know, uh, as of 2022, the Red Wings have won the most Stanley Cup championships of any NHL franchise based in the States. So they're the best American team. Uh, they're, all, they're third overall behind the. Uh, the uh, Maple Leafs and, of course, the Montreal Canadiens, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I as a team and as a franchise, I love the Detroit Red, Red Wings because overall in their entire history, they've gone through championship formulas. You know, whether you go back early, like, you know, the Gordy Howe era, you know, all that stuff, or my personal favorite, the Eiserman era from the 80s to about – to early 2000s, they dominated. I mean, I, th- I think at one point, I mean, I think they had one of the longest, like they never missed a playoff in like what, 20 years or some shit like that. And within that time, I, I know within my time time period, they've won how many? Like, I think I've seen at least three, three or four Stanley Cup championships with Detroit. So, and how many with the Toronto? None. Will I ever? Maybe not, you know, but the Red Wings, obviously, there's 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 time periods like this year or the last couple of years. They've always been a little bit under the radar. But when Detroit is at their best, they keep the streak alive and they're great. You know, and I I just I just like I just like them personally. Favorite era was the Eisenman era from the from the early 80s to the early 2000s. Uh, golden NHL team, you know. So, uh, again, if you're looking for uh, for great, if you're into sports, if you're into hockey, and you love Detroit, you can do no worse than the Red Wings. Uh, the next one and last one on my list today is a food item. Again, uh, I had it. I personally like it. You know, it's a great, it's a great thing. I'm talking about Detroit style pizza. Now. Detroit style pizza is a rectangular pizza with a thick crust uh, that is crispy and chewy. Uh, it is traditionally topped with Wisconsin brick cheese that goes all the way uh, to the edges and caramelizes against the high sided heavyweight rectangular pan. Uh, the, this style of pizza was originally baked in a rectangular steel trays designed for use as automotive drip pans 
or to hold small industrial parts and factories. It was developed during the mid-20th century in Detroit before spreading to other parts of the United States in the 2010s. The dish is one of Detroit's iconic local foods. So for those I don't know, I mean, again, we, we can go into this about pizza styles. Uh, you know, you got yourself the New York style, which is kind of a thin slice, uh, very kind of designed for on the go eating. You know, you could you could, uh, you know, grab a slice, walk out. Good to go. Then you got yourself like the Chicago style deep dish, which is literally a meal. You have to eat it with like a fork and knife. It's it's loaded. It's chewy. And then you have the Detroit, which I like to think of it as a hybrid. But really, it's like think of it as, uh, you know, rectangular shaped pizza. You can. You know, you can either get a corner or you can get yourself a center. And it's it, it the bread is is obviously it's loaded, but on the outside, it's crispy because they use cheese, butter and oil to kind of like, you know, get that crispy edge. But the center is soft and gooey because of the bread. And then your toppings can be whatever they like. I mean, you know, I, I ended up getting like I think like a prosciutto and veggie. Right. So. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, Detroit style pizza. It's kind of definitely a, a a heavier pizza to eat. If you want to fill, you obviously can't eat as much as like say in New York. But I I love it because it 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 has all the things you like. You know the soft chewiness of a dough, but also the crispy uh you know fried edges. Right. So Detroit style pizza, underrated style overall. You know, now when you're in Detroit, you guys got to go check. And there's they have a couple locations, but Detroit style pizza. You got to go to the best place. I'm talking about Little Caesars. No. I'm joking, guys. Little Caesars, they're good. I mean, they get the job done. They get the job done, and their headquarters is from Detroit. I think I did a pizza chain episode. You guys could check that one out about, you know, the best uh, pizza chain. Little Caesars was in the running. Um, but if you're in Detroit and you want a Detroit-style pizza, you got to get yourself a slice of Buddies. Buddy's uh destroy destroy <laughs> Buddy's Detroit Detroit style pizza is definitely a one to go with, you know. Um yeah, it it's it, it just a great flavor. So in terms of food, you know, that that's the thing. So yeah, dude, Detroit. Overall, it's a great place uh if you're if you're into automotive, it's a great place if you love soul music. It's a great place if you just love pizza and just, you know, classic, you know, they even got good, good Italian joints and all that stuff. If you like that and you like, you know, you know, no traffic, Detroit is the place to be, you know. And I mean, again, other people that are from Detroit that can maybe vouch Aaliyah. If you guys remember, she was from Detroit. Diana Ross, Jack White, Tom Selleck, Jerry Bruckheimer, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Alice Cooper, and I think even Ted Nugent from Michigan in general. But overall, Detroit, Detroit is uh, under underrated. Uh, you know, I, I I know it gets it gets. Here's the thing, guys, it gets a lot of bad rap because of how it looks and feels from the outside. But I'm telling you, if you, once you get in into Detroit, once you once you go to the restaurants, once you walk around and kind of get a feel for it, you know, it's it's. it's uh, guys, uh, I'm from Toronto, and I can tell you right now that there are some sketchy places that feel like Detroit in Toronto right now, right? But maybe that's part of part of the the growing pains of a city, right? So I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Overall, I like Detroit, you know. So check it out. Anyways, 
before I before I do, I gotta say the best things are look. If I had to say the best things from, look, the automotive city is what made Detroit Detroit, right? But Eminem is what people know is from Detroit. And the best thing to, to, to do when you're down there is to grab a, a slice of Detroit pizza. So my top three favorite thing, favorite things is obviously the automotive industry, Eminem, and Detroit-style pizza. Now, if I had to say the best thing from Detroit, I would have to say the best thing from Detroit is and always will be Motor City, the automotive industry. Why? Because at the end of the day, that's really what America was. That uh, really put it on the day. And even though it's a former shell of itself, uh, you got to realize that in history, you know, no matter where Detroit goes or what it becomes, it will always be able to say at one point it was the leader of the industry. automotive world it was the the one of the 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 jewels of the american uh frontier you know innovation it can say that it can at least at one point it, it was the best city in america it could at least say that at one point that it was you know and i think that 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 that's a special thing to have you know right not too many people can say that they were the best Right. But Detroit could say it at least at one point they were. They may not be anymore, but at least they were. And it's better to have been to than to have never been. Right. Which I can say for a lot of cities. Okay. Like Iowa. That's a state. My bad. I'm I'm really horrible with that. But uh Podunk? Is there a place called Podunk? But anyways, what I'm saying is. The best thing from Detroit is Motor City. If you love cars and automotive, um, if you love Ford, guys, if you if you drive Ford, but I think general, if you love cars, if you love the, and this is the thing, there's an appreciation. When I went down there, you know, I I was actually thinking about selling my car, as you guys probably know. And when I went down there, there was a guy. He was like, "Don't sell this car, man." I don't know. Why I'm doing a black accent. Look, he was black. I'm sorry, but I want to keep the story accurate. But he was like. Hey man, don't don't sell this car, man. This is a classic car, brother. And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know, he, he had appreciation for it. And I think if you have appreciation appreciation for automotive vehicles, and I, I know there's not too many out of you out there anymore, but if you do, go to Detroit. It is the mecca of automotive, uh, automotive, anything automotive. Right. So that's that's how it is. So anyways, that's the best things in life podcast. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, putting up with this craziness. Uh, Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe do all the social media stuff. You know, we're working on not being crazy, you know, and, uh, you know, just just like Detroit. You know, you may you you may you may you may look like a piece of shit. 